0: this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For 80 years, churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour, starting now.
1: The counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plans of His heart to all generations. Psalm 33, verse 11. Thank you, as always, to our J-Webb, and thank you, everyone, for once again tuning in to the broadcast from the International Gospel Hour. We have a couple of things we want to share with you as time goes on. want to tell you a little bit about our website. want to tell you a little bit about a free online Bible course that's coming up. But before we do that, let's think once again of those words from Psalm 33 and verse 11, where the counsel of the Lord stands forever. The Plans of His Heart to All Generations. Through all generations, God, through His Word, has revealed His plan for mankind, and that counsel will stand forever. And for this broadcast, well, let us see Plans of the Lord's Heart to All Generations as we turn back the clock and consider the faithful teachings of the late Leroy Brownlow. Now, for those not familiar with Brother Brownlow, he lived from 1914 to 2002, and his book, Why I Am a Member of the Church of Christ, has sold over one million copies worldwide. It is a beautiful book that is written about the church we read of in the New Testament. He was a great preacher, and we are blessed to study his lesson today, Great Decisions of the Bible. Let me also add that here at International Gospel Hour, we love to embrace the past. We love to look at those who proclaim the Word of God. From time to time you will hear lessons from two of our previous speakers, the late B.E. Howard and the late Winfred Claiborne. And also there are other preachers along with Brother Brownlow, such as the late Fred Dennis and the late W.A. Bradfield, and others from time to time that we love to share their sermons or their writings. We believe that these writings and sermons were reflected upon their deep, humble study of the counsel of the Lord, and it will stand forever, and the plans of His heart to all generations. So what we find written in days gone by, just as strong today. We're going to go to Brother Brownlow's lesson in a moment, Great Decisions of the Bible, but first, a little bit about our website,
0: Web. Our website is internationalgospelhour.com. That's internationalgospelhour.com. Please check it out and listen to our other broadcasts. Learn more of our history, download our app, request our free newsletter and free Bible study. Also, check out our free resources available from our fellow laborers in the gospel. Yes, friends, all for you through our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Let's continue today's study.
1: Life is filled with decisions every day. A study of great decisions men made centuries ago should help us in making ours. Take, for example, Adam and Eve, who decided to disobey God and follow the serpent instead, according to Genesis 3. Here we see that life for man began with decisions. He has had to make them ever since. Their wrong decision was influenced by a human appetite and a desire to be wise, Genesis 3.6. The consequences of their decision are still with us, according to 1 Corinthians 15.22. Our decisions may affect many generations yet to be born. Let's consider Abraham, who unhesitatingly decided to offer Isaac, according to Genesis 22, verses 1-13. A tremendous decision, a violent step contrary to human judgment. It was faith that influenced him to make the right decision. In Hebrews 11, verse 17, by faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, "In Isaac your seed shall be called. Concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. Let's choose the well-watered plains of Jordan. How about Genesis 13, 1-13? Well, the one that did that was Lot. And it looked like a smart decision, but it wasn't. It led to the loss of his family according to Genesis 19, verses 1-26. through Lot let material things influence him too much in the decision. Choosing a place to rear a family should never be determined solely by the material. Another great decision, what about Moses? He chose to rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, Hebrews 11.24. He had much to give up. Why did he do it? Well, first, because of faith, Hebrews 11.24. The decision came from within and not from without. And second, because he had respect unto the recompense of the reward, Hebrews 11.26, the sufferings were nothing in comparison with the reward. And third, because he saw him who is invisible, Hebrews 11.27, and a glimpse of the unseen settled it. How about King Saul? Let's think about his decision. He unwisely decided to spare the best of the Amalekites in 1 Samuel 15. Fear of the people prompted him to make the wrong decision, 1 Samuel 15 and verse 24. We must be reminded here, according to Ecclesiastes 12 and 13, to fear God and to keep His commandments. And in Matthew 28, to fear the one, who could destroy both body and soul in hell. King Saul made an unwise decision. How about another great decision of the Bible? What about Naaman? In 2 Kings verse 5, we learn of Naaman's decision to go dip into the river Jordan. But you know his first decision was prompted by the following. First, a wounded pride. Elisha, instead of going to see him, Sent a servant according to 2 Kings 5 verse 10. Well, instead of Elisha the prophet coming, he sent a servant to give the instruction. Second, Naaman had a preconceived idea. He thought the means of his cure would be different from that which was ordered. We see that in 2 Kings 5 and verse 11. Third, well, that first decision was based upon prejudice. He thought the rivers Abana and Farpar were far better than all the waters of Israel, 2 Kings 5.12. But you know, dear friends, he later overcame the obstacles and made the right decision. And we see that in 2 Kings 5.13-14. and 14. His future depended upon it. Until he dipped seven times in that river Jordan, he was not going to be cleansed of his leprosy. He could have dipped six times and said, that's enough he would have still been a leper. He could have dipped only one time and said, that's enough, would have still been a leper. He could have gone on to the Abana, dipped seven times, still would have been a leper. He could have dipped eight times in that river. But when he made the right decision as God commanded him, he was cleansed of his leprosy. He stopped to think his future depended upon it, and our future is also determined by our decisions. We'll finish Brother Brownlow's lesson in a moment, but first, back to our j Web about a special online Bible course that we'd like to offer.
0: We have an exceptional online Bible course we'd like to offer. Like all our offerings, it is absolutely free and available through our friends at World Bible School. All you'll need to do is go to worldbibleschool.org and register. You'll be provided a study helper who can answer questions and provide feedback for your lessons. It's a great opportunity. And again, we offer a free online study at worldbibleschool.org.
1: Please sign up today. And now, let's keep pursuing God's Word. Joshua's decision in Joshua 24:15: Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. His decision was based on the fact that the Lord was the true God and that He had done much for them. And the same fact should influence us to make the right decision. If God is God, then that settles the matter. We should be either infidels or devoted followers of God. The very nature of the issue leaves no place for a middle position, and there is none. In Matthew 12:30, Jesus said, He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. How about Christ's decisions? In Matthew 4, 1-11, Satan presented three propositions to Christ that required decisions. Jesus made the right decisions because he had the scriptures upon his heart and lips. He could say, It is written. What about Pilate? Dear friends, he had to decide an answer to his own question, What shall I do then with Jesus which is called Christ? Matthew twenty seven twenty two. He did not want to make the decision. And this is true of many, but there is no escape. And Pilate was influenced by the people. We note this from Exodus 23 and verse 2, that we can be influenced by the people. But in Matthew 7:13 and 14, we're taught to choose the right things. Let's consider another decision. Jesus invites us—a great decision in the Bible, actually a great invitation. That says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Dear friends, that invitation necessitates a decision, and there is no alternative. We can use every excuse in the world, but in our studies of Luke chapter fourteen, verses sixteen through twenty four Excuses are useless. Dear friends, what a joy to study these great decisions of the Bible. Some good decisions, some wrong decisions. We learn that the good decisions are blessed by God. The wrong decisions will lead to us being lost eternally. Will you make the right decisions beginning today? Utilize our online Bible study. Go to our website. Submit to us what you need in your studies and we will help you. Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie. And until next time, dear friends, keep listening. God
0: be with you, be. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to or to other lessons in this series by going to the media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com.